Mawale for the win. Another week in the books. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome into this week's episode of All In, a women's sports podcast here at WFUV Sports alongside Annabelle Watson and Chaz McAdams. I'm Miles Grossman. We got Ralph Barbieri on the board this afternoon. Well, it finally happened. There are two teams left in the WNBA, and they are the Aces and the Liberty. The Liberty reached the finals for the first time in 21 years, the first time since 2002. It's pretty unbelievable. There's been so much hype. We've been talking about it since January, February, the quote-unquote battle of the sewer teams. Jonathan Kolb, the GM of the New York Liberty, they go on their world tour to recruit Stewie and Sloot overseas. Got a lot of media attention all the way back then, and it finally paid off. They, they are in the finals, they are really in a league of their own alongside the Aces, and they really recognize that the Aces were one of the best teams in WNBA history. They sought out to create a product to compete with it, kind of similarly to what the Warriors did with KD to match up with what LeBron had doing had going on in Cleveland. But now it's finally here, and they've really checked every box. They, they have the MVP, they won the Commissioner's Cup, and now they have the finals appearance. I guess, Annabelle, I'll turn it to you first. What impresses you most about what the Liberty were able to do this year? And, you know, so much had to come together. What's most special about it? Yeah, I think this is kind of an obvious answer, but the fact that they lived up to the hype. You have, you know, these expectations for a super team. And I think, you know, it's notable that in the beginning of the season, there was kind of this oh no moment where we thought they might not live up to these expectations, but they came together and they're kind of living up to the hype. Like you said, they have the MVP, they've reached a finals and, you know, they're matching up well with the aces and they really have a shot to, to take this finals. And, you know, it's, it's crazy that they haven't been in a final since I, (laughs) I have never like seen a Liberty's final 2002. I was born in 2003. So just really crazy. And, you know, I think it's a testament to Sandy Braninello and, you know, Jonathan Kolb. I think that assembling this super team is obviously a huge feat, but the fact that they are able to live up to expectations is is even better. And obviously we'll get into, you know, some of the things that are notable and kind of have to come together for them to actually get this championship. But just really impressive that they've lived up to all of this hype. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I think when you're constructing a super team, especially on an unprecedented super team, uh, the likes of which the W has never seen before, I think you need to have a strong culture to match it. I don't think, like, example, I don't think the Spurs teams work without pop. You know, the ability to diminish ego and spread the ball because there is only one ball and five players out on the court. So I think, well, Stewart is 
the literal MVP of this year, I think Coach Sandy needs to get her flowers because without her, this team doesn't work how it is. Got the pleasure to interact with her a little bit uh, this summer, and she is doing a fantastic job of not only coaching coaching players on the court, but people off of the court. And I think she has been fantastic for for I think I think her Stewart is gonna I think Stewie is gonna thank like Sandy like when it's all said and done because I think she's been instrumental in this next chapter of her career. And you know Sandy had a tough job to begin with because she's someone who you know at the end of the day you're not all that powerful. Obviously you 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 make some decisions but you know you don't make shots out there and when you have such lofty expectations as a coach all you can really do is fail or meet expectations. You can't really surpass those expectations because those expectations are to win nearly every ball game and to make it to the finals. But she's a veteran. She she's held her own. And, and Annabelle, I want to ask you now. You know, Sandy's role is something that is you know off the court, like you said, Chaz. She has to keep everybody locked in. Mindset wise, it I guess it does fall on the shoulders of your head coach. When it comes to Sandy's role, what 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 has she done and what's impressed you? Well, I recently saw a quote that said, and you know, I do think this is common practice, but I think it's it's even more impressive and significant for a team like this. She said she only mentioned a championship once, and that was like the first day of practice. And I think that's extremely important for a team like the Liberty to not play into the hype too much. You have to go out there and treat every game, you know, in the same way. And treat your team the same way, even if they have these expectations. And I think another great thing about Sandy is that she was in the W herself. So she understands the spot that these players are in. And I think that's just really important to have that connection. And, you know, just being personable with these players is is a lot because, you know, we've talked at length about how grueling the WNBA season can be, especially with, you know, the lack of accommodations that they have. And, you know, just just for her to allow this team to come together and mesh and live up to their expectations is really a lot. And, you know, I think that's a credit to her, you know, not living up to, or not playing into the hype, only mentioning that trophy once and also being in the spot they, they were once in. Because I remember going to Media Day so many months ago and every question was, is this a championship or bust year? Everything relates to the finals. And, you know, it, it was so funny because I think they recognized early on that they can only hurt themselves by recognizing that as this overarching goal. I mean, obviously, it's, it's the overarching goal, but you have to take it day by day. And they did a did a fantastic job of that because early in the year, they got their butts kicked on opening night and it was awfully shocking. There were moments where they dropped a couple on the road and you thought, do they really have what it takes to be in that top tier with the Las Vegas Aces? But obviously they overcame that, and a big part of that had to do with how they did against those Las Vegas Aces. I think there were some really pivotal wins throughout the year where the Las Vegas Aces were seen as the top dog, and the Liberty proved to not only the media but themselves that they can hang. And there were obviously, you know, I think the, the weirdest part about the Aces-Liberty season series is how many lopsided games there were. A, very few of them were competitive. I recall, you know, obviously the... Aces first come into New York and the Liberty aren't competitive and then vice versa the following time they meet at Barclays. But you really saw the progression in, in throughout the year when it comes to facing the Aces. And now it kind of seems like they're arguably peaking at the right time. I mean, they had a pretty tough playoff stretch. I mean, 
you know, when you're playing a team like Washington and Connecticut, arguably two of the more veteran, tougher, more physical squads you're going to see in this league. Let's let's now turn to turn to that playoff class, Chaz, because let's break it down. The, the sweep over the Mystics and then three one over the Connecticut Sun. They dropped that first game of the series, but then they come back with three straight wins. Do you, would you agree that the Liberty are pretty much peaking at the right time? What did you see in this playoffs? I saw a lot of things that I liked from from New York. The distribution of the ball, again, running a lot through through Vandersloot is something that can't that can't be uh, shortchanged. I, I I mean, obviously, already running running with a tight roster with that top four, and Vandersloot kind of being the distributed outside of that and kind of getting her scores to where they need to be. But I also saw a lot of things that I didn't like. I, I don't I think on the Aces side with with Asia Wilson's performance, she is she is no doubt the the uh, jewel in the crown of of that Aces squad. The scoring disparity, minutes, touches it's it's not even a question. Brian Stewie has also seemed like that, and I think while team ball is totally important and it is a super team. You still need the one. You still need one player to, to shine out. And while Stewie's still having an okay, okay playoffs, 20, 20 a game, she's shooting at a thirty five percent clip. You know what I mean? She's averaging twenty shots a game. I don't know. I don't know if that's championship recipe, especially when you're going to be facing your toughest rival of the season. Mm-hmm. Now I hear you. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to look at that because obviously you want the ball in her hands, but it can't. It, it, it can't be detrimental. They can't. Yeah. I mean, it can't be overbearing. I mean, the Liberty, I think, proved a lot to me in this playoffs that they're they're a lot different than we than they were early in the year in that they right. know how to rebound from you know rebound in, in a basketball sense and, and, and oh just come back rebounding from from tough losses like like they saw in game one. I mean, the, the, the th- three straight against Connecticut was pretty impressive. You know, you have to go on the road to Mohegan Sun, especially after game one, which is a pretty solid game for Connecticut. What did you see as the turning point in that Connecticut series, and why were the Aces, I mean, excuse me, the Liberty able to really push ahead? Well, I think you saw Sab kind of really turn up her defensive performance in game two, which was really instrumental she had a lot of points from the foul line and I think that allowed them to open things up and shoot from the outside um and then obviously Stewie still didn't really turn things up as much in the after that loss but you know I'm sure we'll get into that that's something that needs to be fixed but you know another thing we're seeing is that the Liberty's really relying on their starters um and you know again we'll get into that but I think really Sab having that defensive performance in game two was really instrumental and you know allowed things to open up and kind of do their thing definitely and a lot of weapons on that Liberty team and a big part of the the historic year for the New York Liberty has been Brianna Stewart winning the first ever MVP in franchise history. And a part of that MVP discussion is Asia Wilson getting third behind Connecticut's Alyssa Thomas. And in my mind, that's no doubt a snub. I mean, this is an Asia Wilson face of the league MVP last year who only took steps forward. I think, you know, there's a lot of reasons why Asia might not get the love she deserves. 
but she surely didn't when it comes to media voting in the MVP. And I think Asia Wilson coming off that MVP announcement, it was zero assists, 30 points. I'm going to get mine. And I think we might see a lot of that Asia Wilson pissed off basketball. is going to be a lot for Liberty to handle. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I completely agree. Asia Wilson is a playoff beast, averaging in her career fifty percent, fifty percent clip. Uh, she 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 doesn't need to shoot three. She just gets down low and gets what she needs, at, in in shooting like six free throws a game, like, and averaging seven this year. I mean, she gets to the line, she gets down low, and she can score. And that's what at the end of the day, with how this Aces roster is constructed, you need Asia Wilson to score. They're doing it, obviously. <laughs> She's leading the, she, I think, is leading the W in playoff scoring. Uh, I think she's the current leading playoff scorer of, of, of the remaining, yeah, 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 mm. of this year's playoffs. Not all time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she, she's a beast. And Stewie, on the other hand, has kind of regressed. In Seattle, uh, what, two, three years back, she was also averaging 25. Obviously, on a super team, your touches are going to go down. Surprisingly enough, I know I've been talking about. I've been getting this narrative out about Stewie being being a chuck a little bit on this podcast because it's kind of how I feel. She's averaging less points on more shots per game. Mm-hmm. That can happen if you want to raise raise a championship banner at Barclays. It's true, and you know Stewart is is one heck of a player. We've seen it throughout this year, Annabelle. She's you know we've seen those forty five point games. She set basically every Liberty offensive record you could set this year. But now she's got to face off against a snubbed Asia Wilson. And I think, obviously, the last couple of weeks have not gone Brianna Stewart's way. She's not trending in the right direction. We might see some Jonquil Jones on Asia Wilson down low, but we'll definitely see some Stewie as well. What do you see as some keys to the the, the Wilson-Stewie matchup, and how did the Liberty kind of try and handle a score like Wilson? Yeah, I think another thing about Wilson, too, is that she's great on the other side of the ball. And I think you have to go in to this not not being too worried about Asia Wilson. You have to treat her like any other player. And, you know, she we've talked about it at the beginning of before we started filming that, you know, she's very feisty. She kind of has this motivation right now because she was snubbed. So, you know, I think you kind of have to use your weapons and make sure that she's not scoring too, too much, kind of shut her down. But, you know, it's inevitable that she's going to go off because she kind of has has this fire under her right now now um and it's definitely going to be very very exciting to watch and I think that the key here is that Stewie kind of gets gets those points back up and you know one thing about Stewie is that she she doesn't really lose you know you saw it in Connecticut you saw it um she wins overseas so I think that she's coming into this high intensity situation and you know I think she will respond but Asia definitely poses a problem um but but I think it can be handled I'm going to throw a name out there. Jackie Young. Because I think, as much as we talk about how good Stewie is in our offensive production, I think this series we will see Sabrina. It's going to be, I think it's going to be Sabrina's series. And I think the answer to that is Jackie Young. Mm-hmm. I think that Jackie is, I think that Jackie's been fantastic in, in these in these playoffs. Been a, been a pretty good distributor. Great defensively on the ball, averaging two a game. And I, 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 that's the ace's key. I think there might be uh, a cancellation of 
Asia to Stewie. I think they might cancel each other out, and it's gonna it's gonna go. And I I mean I don't no, know. That, I like that. Like I mean it 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 could happen again. This is something that we have never seen. This is and taking t- scoping this out for a sec. This is just great for the W. Yeah. Right. Marquee matchup that you can sell this so easily. Rivalry hyped up since what April. This yeah. has been hyped up and going into October. This is. Fantastic basketball being played on both teams. Huge markets for both of them. I think this is good for the league. It's good for the teams. And it's good for Jackie Young because I think she's going to have the performance <laughs> over. I really do. I, I That is my X factor for the series is Jackie Young being able to stop Sabrina. And there's also, I mean, there's so there's so many reasons why it's a marquee matchup. You have the MVP debate. You have so many. You have really the most talent on in two starting fives ever put together in league history. But the other side of that, when you have that much talent in your starting fives, it's two of probably the least deep teams in all of the W. I mean, the Aces with no Candace Parker are pretty much, I mean, essentially six people deep, yeah. seven if, you, if you're generous. But the, the Aces are only really comfortable going six deep with, with reliable names in a WNBA Finals. And you'd think that's an opportunity for the Liberty to capitalize, but... Obviously, we've seen some moments where the Liberty second unit hasn't been there as well. You have Marine up and down minutes-wise, someone you could call unreliable. You have Thornton, obviously someone who's going to get her time in the playoffs, going to be the lead reserve coming off the bench, but is she going to be that score off the bench you want? Probably not. And then, of course, Steph Dolson, arguably an X factor off the bench for the second unit as well. You, but like I said, you'd, you'd think that this is a, an opportunity for the Liberty to capitalize on their depth. D- do you see this as an advantage for the second unit? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's an advantage because the Liberty are arguably a little bit more deep than the Aces. And I think Marine is really the key here because if you put her in and she goes off, I don't remember when the game was, but she had all those threes. And, you know, that's just... If she can go and do that, that's awesome. But I think in a playoff situation, do you really want to take that gamble? You know, it's hard for Sandy to kind of make that gamble weigh the risk and the reward. Um, I think Kayla Thornton is definitely going to be a key. She's so tough. And I think against this Aces defense, she could be really key. Um, And Steph provides depth in the post, which, again, the Aces don't really have. So I think it's really all about Sandy's choices if she really wants to take that risk and, you know, see what what this bench goes and does. I totally agree with what you said, that in the history of the 2023 Liberty season, Kayla Thornton has been the six woman six woman off the bench. I think in this series the the way I've seen Marine play it's it's like she can make the shots. It's just she doesn't I she, I don't think she gets to her spots enough. I I think she she has a pretty deep bag, great handle. I lo- I love I love her shot making ability, but her shot creating ability is where it struggles for me. Kayla on the other hand, she gets opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to add an ace in the hole for this Liberty bench. And I'm not saying she's the worst player in the league, but I don't exactly think she adds another fold to the to the offense, really. Mm. She's a plug-and-play bench mm. player. We see it all the time. Mm. I think Marine, on the other hand, can create some. I think we could see a the Marine-Johannes game. Mm. I, you know what? I like that matchup. you said that because it's, it's, it's funny. The... 
WNBA Commissioner's Cup was a few months ago. I think it was August 15th. Um, it was back in Las Vegas, but the Liberty did take that one on the road. And a big part of that was Marine, 17 points off the bench. And Becky Hammond has one of her more famous quotes of the season talking about Marine after the game, saying she checks in and she checks off before you even notice. She's like an assassin. She gets her work done so quickly. And that's exactly the the, the role she has the possibility of playing in this finals. I mean, it's going to take a lot. She hasn't done it this playoffs. I, I don't know if Sandy's going to want to turn to her after not seeing it over the recent weeks. Right. I, I think I think the issue is Thornton's the safer bet. I think Johannes, higher ceiling, deeper floor. I mean, they, they play such different roles. It's tough to, to, to make that comparison. But yeah. it is, it, you know, it'll be funny to see just how the second unit minutes are broken up because we've over the last couple weeks, you would assume – this is virtually a also a six-man lineup, right? Which is spectacular because early in the year, what was the Liberty's mantra? We are the deepest team in the league. So it's pretty funny. It, yeah, I think, I mean, there's parody in sports all the time. I, I you, Like the cream always rises to the top, and that's what we've seen with, with the Liberty. But I really think that, I, I think that, uh, I, I really do believe that Johannes is, is such an X factor that, and that's what you need in a matchup yeah. that in a matchup that I mean the they've been scouting each other since April. Well, right? to your point about Asia and Stewie, they could kind of cancel each other out, making way for Marine. So yeah, it's not not crazy, not crazy. <laughs> I can't wait to be right. <laughs> so we're here in the WNBA Finals. It's the Las Vegas Aces and the New York Liberty. It gets underway this Sunday, October eighth. The Las Vegas Aces have not lost a game. In the playoffs, 5-0, and swept the Chicago Sky with ease, and then they do sweep Dallas, but it wasn't with ease. Obviously, they, they had to struggle down the, down the stretch, but they do pull it out on the road. And the Liberty, of course, they only had to play, let's see, one extra game. They, they fell 5-1 and one in the playoffs, but a lot, a lot to get into. I, I want to turn to our, our predictions now. It's going to be a five-game series. A lot of people think... It's going the distance. Obviously, that's what fans want. It's some of the most talent we've ever seen. I'll turn it to you, Annabelle. What are we thinking prediction-wise? How many games? Who's taking this one? So, obviously, I would be shocked if there was a sweep either way, just how we've seen the regular season series go. It's just this constant back and forth with them. But, you know, I think these games might be lopsided, just because of what we've seen in the regular season. You know, you could have one team win by 20 points, but I think they're going to probably go the distance just with how these teams are matched up. Like we've been talking about at length, the Asia Wilson-Stewie matchup. Um, so I'm going to go 3-2. And honestly, you know, I just have to go with the Liberty. You know, that hometown bias, uh, you know, I think – I would be doing a disservice to New York if I if I didn't pick the Liberty. I just think that we've talked about they are so much deeper, and I think that that bench could become an X factor because the Aces don't really have that. And, you know, Asia and Stewie could cancel each other out, and you could have Marine absolutely go off. I just think I think, <laughs> I think the depth is something that's very valuable to the Liberty, and the Aces just simply don't have it. Game one in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, I'm gonna go game by game, win win by win. I'm going Aces, Liberty, mm -hmm. Liberty, Aces, Liberty. Okay. And it goes 
She go, I think it goes Liberty think, and five as well. Li- Liberty Liberty and five. Sabrina Ionescu, Finals MVP. I like that. I'm 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 a little frustrated. You said that because you know what I had written down here. Sabrina, Sabrina Unescu, yeah, the Sabrina Unescu series, and I also had Liberty in five. Unfortunately, I think you know Sabrina Unescu is I mean, I someone who's going to rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. Stewie has is not trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I do think she finds herself a little bit. I don't think she's the X factor. I think it's Sabrina from three. I think it's something that's been with the Liberty for three years, and they kind of get back to it in this full circle moment. Laney's going to play a big role. Sabrina's going to get hot from three, and I do think the Liberty are able to pull it out. I think John Quell is going to shoot like 10 free throws a game. I think they're going to beat her up down low. I think this is going to get chippy. I think there's going to be ejections because I don't think these teams like each other. I don't think these teams like each other. I don't think think the aces like the fact that that before the season I was like, oh my God, it's the Liberty. And then like, and I don't think the Liberty like the aces because they feel disrespected by them not being afraid. And we've seen like, what makes a good season series is not close games in the regular season. It's blowing each other out and getting chippy before the finals. Mm-hmm. And that is how I think this is going to go big chippy. I think Sab is going to go crazy. NorCal's finest is going to come in hot <laughs> at Barclays. Yeah, I think it all starts with, with Sab from three. And I think if she's she's cold from three... It's gonna be a it's gonna be a difficult series for the Liberty. It'll be funny to see if Stewie's able to right her earlier playoff wrongs, but that will do it. Unfortunately, we all said Liberty in five, and that is lame. But <laughs> I, I think Sabrina MVP. Chaz, you think Sabrina MVP? Uh, well, Sabrina MVP. Yeah, <laughs> but, the, yeah. but you know, I could see Stewie finally coming yes. back into her true form. Marine. A little Andre okay, Iguodala that, moment. A little Andre Iguodala <laughs> moment. No, that's crazy. <laughs> Tony Parker in 07. <laughs> but Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern from Las Vegas, Nevada, the WNBA Finals will get underway. He's been Chaz McAdams, Annabelle Watson, Ivan Miles Grossman, Ralph Barbieri on the board. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of All In. As always, All In is a production of WFUV Sports.